Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to a very special episode of Give Me the Book. It is a WrestleMania edition, a two, no, a three-night edition. In our recorded glory, it is I, Mike Alloy, and it is my co-host. Once again, the El Guapo of professional wrestling commentary as well as stand-up comedy. Satoyo, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who is joining us. Um, and we just had a great uh, WrestleMania, I, I, can I, I believe. And I'm very excited to talk about it, very excited to give us our thoughts. We did not watch it together. Uh, so, you know, I do not know how you personally feel about it. Um, we can start off with the main events. We had uh, two good, great main events. We have a new women's champion, SmackDown women's champion. And we also had Roman Reigns retained. But let's start with the night one main yes. event. Yeah, night one was, I mean, I think, well, you know, realistically, you want to start from the main main event or do you want to start in the order of Lashley versus McIntyre to kick off? Because that, because again, they because now WWE has this revisionist logic where they say, well, if you're on first, that's the main event too. Um, no, I can start off with the main main event. Okay, with the thing. main main event, yeah. and then we'll work backwards. Okay, so yeah, we had B- Bianca Belair defeating Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship in 17 minutes and 15 seconds, and what I felt was a very very good match. Um, I thought they told a very good story throughout the match. I, I greatly enjoyed uh, because Bianca is just Bianca is so physically impressive. Like she really her and her whole gimmick suits her perfectly. Uh, it's absolutely tremendous. She is the EST like she's just a genetic marvel. And Sasha looks really small <laughs> compared to her. And Sasha is really small, but Sasha always finds a way and I like how Sasha's like experience really came into the forefront of using her hair to sort of um, immobilize uh, a Bianca where necessary. Uh, and then, you know, Bianca finally reverses the, that and whips her. That was not lost on me. <laughs> and, then, and then puts her in a finish and gets it. Uh, but a magical moment. I thought that was like, I thought that was a great way to end uh, night one. Night one was fantastic. I thought that was a perfect way to end it. Yeah, I um, I agree with you. I thought, as you said, when you see them next to each other, there's just no way that Sasha Banks should uh, should be able to beat someone like Bianca Belair, which is why they took the story that they told right from the very beginning, which I actually believe was real emotion. You see Bianca mm-hmm. almost crying and you go, well, OK, you know, she's this physical, amazing physical specimen, but is the moment too big for her? How is she going to do against this veteran? Sure. I think the match very much played out that way. Um yeah. And somebody pointed out the, this out that um, after she did not beat uh, Sasha with a 450, um, very similar to her match against Shayna Baszler. When that happened, she had a mental uh, meltdown, mm-hmm. and that's kind of which allowed Shayna Baszler to win back in NXT. In this scenario, she was starting to freak out, but instead composed herself and eventually was able to win the match. So it kind of shows character growth if you are uh, a fan of Bianca Belair and you have been following her since NXT. 
You got to know how to come through in the big moments. And and Bianca did not let the moment slip away from her. Also, it's very interesting is that it was two black women in the main event of WrestleMania. It was totally deserved. Alloy, as you predicted, uh, it was the main event of night one. As I said, uh, I can't argue against that. It totally deserves to be in that position. Uh, and it was it was a very it was a very, very good match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and on a night of some really good wrestling, um, we actually saw the main event uh, be the best match on the show, mm-hmm. which is, you know, um, in spite of what happened this weekend, does not happen often. It def- definitely does not happen often with WrestleMania. So it was good to right. see them deliver. Uh, just a lot of really awesome uh, moves that I haven't seen before. You know, the the when Bianca Belair caught uh, the suicide dive and then Gorilla pressed her uh, for, you know, like, 10 feet to the ring as especially walking up the stairs. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, as you said, the, the, all the moves they did with, uh, Bianca Belair's braid, uh, including the, uh, the bank statement. And then of course the, the we've seen her with people before and just, uh, the nasty Scarlet it leaves, yeah. which is why, you know, uh, we could some, at some time on the floor, we can debate whether or not that should be cause for disqualification, um, sure. use it before an object, but, um, sure. Overall, no. I thought it was, I thought, like I said, they delivered exactly everything you could ask for in, in a 17-minute match. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, going from there, so I'm just going to work from the main event backwards. From mm-hmm. there, we actually – and, you know, I've given your boy a hard time. I've given your boy a hard – I've said a lot of things about The Miz, and I stand by all of them because your boy could never <laughs> – when I put him, he could never cut a quality two minute and 30 second promo to get his point across while getting himself and his talent over. He doesn't have the skill set. He, he doesn't absolutely have it. Could. He, he absolutely doesn't, he could. doesn't have it. He doesn't have the skill set. The, 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 the promo, the, I, I know, I'm sorry. We, we, we said we we're going to do this quickly. Um, the promo he cut against Daniel Bryan was like two and a half minutes. And that led to like a multi-year feud, but go on, go on. Your boy could never. <laughs> and that was more because of Daniel Bryan and less to do with The Miz and his effectiveness. I've been very critical of The Miz. I've also given him his flowers where appropriate. In this particular instance, I must give The Miz his flowers. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest defeated The Miz and John Morrison in 15 minutes and five seconds in what I would say is Miz's finest in-ring performance since his match against, da- uh, against Dolph Ziggler career for title. Uh, this was his best match that I have seen since then. Um, uh, shouts to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, and again, like, I, I, Bad Bunny never bothered me in that I knew he was a super big fan of pro wrestling, and he's basically, like, one of us getting to live that crazy dream. But he really, he listened. He was a student. His punches already looked better than Shane McMahon's, like, immediately. Um, he's also very athletic. His footwork was good. Um, and, and again, the, the Miz was a, and again, they did such a good job of the Miz really getting the guy over and, uh, the, he was just catching the Miz. The Miz just didn't expect what he was going. He underestimated his opponent and it bit him in the behind again and again and again, Damian Priest did an excellent job of being basically the heater hot tag that you needed. Um, the Canadian destroyer is ruined and I blame all of you, uh, for, for, for accepting this move as a, as a transitional move. PD Williams deserved better than this. Um, PD deserves so much better. He did not deserve this, but yeah, again, I thought that was, um, 
honestly the best tag team match of the entire weekend. Oh, and it was not even close. Uh, yeah. Of course, the match was smartly built around um, Bad Bunny kind of um, over-delivering yes. and, you know, uh, or exceeding expectations. Um, I thought even more so than the Canadian Destroyer, I was much more impressed by the Michinoku drivers in stereo. Yes, uh, and just how so. well, how good, because Damien's priest Michinoku drivers one of the has one of the better ones, one of the prettier ones, mm-hmm. and you know Babani did it with, with the same timing. Maybe it didn't yep. look quite as good, but um, yeah, no, I thought it was very impressive. Um, again, just kind of continues the streak of good celebrities uh, appearances that WWE and 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 uh, AW and NXT have been on. Um, and yeah, I think again for a main event from a star of that caliber. Um, well, not main event. I apologize. A WrestleMania match. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, again, the uh, same as before. Just kind of everything needed to be and exceeded, I think, everybody's expectations. And, yeah, Miz. And also John Morrison, another yes. guy yes. we, you know, just incredible. He did a spin rooney He was very disrespectful to Booker T there. He did a spin rooney He's a little younger, so he's got more pop in him uh, there. But, yeah, I think that match really shows the difference. When you have a celebrity who's a fan of the, the sport and of the industry, and they're and they're athletic enough and spry enough what they're willing to give. This is why I mean, Bad Bunnies look so good. That's why Stephen Arnell's looked really good. Pat McAfee's looked really good. Ronda Rousey's looked really good. Shaq, you know, and AEW's looked really good. Regardless of how I feel about their placement in the in in those situations, because I am a purist in that way. I believe it breaks certain things, but I understand that's just how things are now. Um, at least respect i can't suspend i'm not gonna lie and say i can suspend disbelief i can't but in that particular instance I'm like nah you're actually working really hard and, and putting on a gangbuster performance so salute to all four men a little worried for damian priest because they did not set up an execute for him uh but at least they let him they you know uh, i know he lost to um Miz and um and John Morrison next night which is fine i think you know you kind of have to get him at least something back they could not yeah. be losing um a handicap match, but, um, you know, he got to show much more of his offense on Monday yeah. night, but, um, yeah, I'm a little worried. Hopefully they'll have something next for him. Cause right now yeah. he's kind of, he's got nothing. Let's see. You should be worried. You should be very, very worried. Cause right now, uh, there's a guy that's looking at him whom, uh, we don't, I don't trust his eyes, but that's just me. I am not a, I'm not a, uh, supposed billionaire. So <laughs> going forward, the next match saw AJ Styles and Omas, become the new Raw Tag Team Champions by defeating the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, in 9 minutes, 45 seconds. Again, I thought this was a good match. I thought it did everything that it was supposed to. I thought, I mean, I got Kofi and Xavier are national treasures. Xavier, it's one of those things where everyone understood it's about seeing Omos. It's about seeing what Omos can do. And, it, it, and they played it up perfectly. They just beat the tar out of AJ. And Xavier had my favorite line of the night. We had him, he had him, uh, he had him in a, he had him in a chin lock. And he said, we are effectively cutting off the ring. And I was like, that's yes, that's it. That is actually it. And it, it was interesting because you got to see uh, the running of the unicorns again. So, and, and again, they were, they were kind of playing heelish in this way, which the New Day is good at because again, the New Day, uh, to me, at their best, they were a, a team and a composite of guys who were friends, who any good team is best when they are concerned with winning first and foremost. So the New Day, it, it, when they were babyfaces or when they are babyfaces, it's not like they won't cheat. They will. 
And in this regard, they were willing to do anything they could to make sure Omas did not get in the ring. Of course, Omas got in the ring and murdered them. So they are dead now. Uh, I know some of you are like, well, Satoyo, they were on TV Monday night. No, it wasn't. You didn't see that. You saw men <laughs> be murdered on a Saturday and none of you called the police to bring up charges. So who are and, you? And, th- and, and thank God they did not call the police because it would yes. only make things worse. Exactly. Who was in the ring at that moment. Exactly. Um, and that's all we're going to say about that. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you again. Uh, continuing the theme, it was everything it needed to be. Um, the New Day is at their best when they're obnoxious. That's just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that's kind of their best characteristic, uh, especially Woods. Uh, good to see Francesca back as well. Uh, but yeah, now this was all about Omas. Um, still a little nervous for him long term, just because I haven't seen him even when when he got the hot tag, he did not move fast. Which I guess maybe that's the point. He just was kind of yeah. stand there. Um, but again, if, if we'll... I just hope he's not the next great Cody. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That's no. This is, that would be impossible. He can already work better. First, I understand what you're saying. He didn't move fast to get in the ring. He's seven feet three. You don't want him moving fast ever. That's how ACLs get torn when you're that tall. So I don't want to see him running ever. He shouldn't, he shouldn't really be bouncing off the ropes unless it's him doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, no, he's already a better worker than the great colleague. And let's be honest. It doesn't take much to do that. Um, I I don't think he'll get the push that the great colleague got the the great colleague got that push because they wanted to make headway into India. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that they're trying to make headway into Nigeria that hard. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think, Omos right now is sort of where he's supposed to be under the learning tree with AJ. And you even saw it in the match where AJ was giving orders to be like, yo, like end him this way, do it this way, do it one foot. Don't even put one foot. He's done. And it gets AJ being like, you're the man. So you do this. So that was cool. That was cool to see. And yeah. And uh, again, prolongs AJ uh, for a little bit. He's up there in age. So, you know, don't you know you you get to have him on TV while not necessarily putting in you know 15 minute 20 minute matches. Um, yeah, you, you, know, you, you get to save him for something special. Yeah, you might as well save him because again, if you're gonna give him a run down the lot, again, yeah, AJ is one of the all time great workers. Easily, I believe the great the best worker of this generation. Um, the track record matches, what a, a, the fact that he's been on top everywhere, the fact that your favorite wrestler bit all his moves. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, but yeah, you want to save a guy who's, who's going to be 44 this year and he still has a lot to offer, still has a lot of runs on top. This basically keeps him on top. And he's one of those guys that he can just do anything at any time and uh, save his body, you know, save him up a little bit. So I think that was good. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Swiss Superman, Cesaro beating the man with the vision, Seth Rollins. In 11 minutes and 35 seconds, and what I felt was a very good match. Uh, I also liked uh, Seth. Again, anytime Seth is a heel, this is him at his best. Um, he's not a likable person, so he, so you shouldn't have him try to be a likable person. Even if he's liked by his friends, they know his friends. His friends know him and whatever else. So when I say he's not like. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but I'm saying from afar, you hear him talk, you hear the stuff he says, you're like, I wouldn't like that guy. So, um, but not Seth. Is excellent in this role. Embrace the vision, the message. He has new entrance music. I like the new entrance music. Uh, he actually cut the best promo I've heard him cut backstage while they were dealing with the rain delay called Cesaro, Cesaro, Cesaro. Like it was tremendous. Some old Jericho stylings. Um, they had a very good, again, 
it's one of those things. It's a very, very good thing when you can have a match and you cannot be bogged down by the time, but whenever it ends, it feels appropriate. And that's what this match felt like to me. I didn't think it went long. I didn't think it went short. It ended. And I was like, that's the end of the match because Cesaro beat him. <laughs> so, uh, I loved it. I love the fact that we got to see the, the UFO, the offense. Um, Seth got to open up his playbook a bit and uh, really got Cesaro over strong. I hope that this is a sign of things to come for him. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, again, they built the whole match around the swing, and I don't think anything was as over as the swing at that point. Kind of got the crowd, you know, roaring and cheering, which is nice to see again. Um Cesaro is someone who, if he's going to get a push, that's going to have to come from the crowd. Um, and, you know, and clearly, again, he was over. Uh, Seth's new, I love Seth's new moves, moveset that he kind of, you know, brought back. Um, I don't know what you call him, but the obviously there's the back elbow, which has been used uh, elsewhere. But the new, like, uh, miss and then a, a recoil, if you will, from, like, yeah. the, the kick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just love that move. It always catches me by surprise. Yeah, um, yeah again, uh, excellent match. Kind of just a really good, quick 10-minute uh, indie exhibition match. With, but, but but built around the story. Built around Cesaro's swing. And um, and you, you did what you were supposed to do, which is give Cesaro a big win. Yep. I think they did a great job of that. Um, next up, we have the tag team turmoil match, which was one by Natalia and Tamina, and they won by eliminating the Riot Squad in 14 minutes and 15 seconds. Now, this tag team turmoil match included Lana, Naomi, Billy Kay, and Carmella, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose, and the Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamina. I thought that this was the weakest match of the night, um, and, I'll, and I'll say why I think it was, in fact, the weakest match. I think they had a chance to save it, and they chose to not save it. And I think they chose to not save it because they wanted to give Tamina her hometown moment, which doesn't make too much sense to me because when WWE is rarely ever sentimental about people really having their moment in their hometown. So there must be something going on there or maybe not. I thought the riot squad should have won. I thought that at any moment where you really saw heat coming out of that crowd, it was about the Riot Squad. They're the most established team out of anyone there. They are an underdog team. It would have made sense to me to give them the win, to push them, um, because to me, I'm like, you could have your female rockers right there. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a built-in babyface team right there that could challenge. They have the David versus Goliath effect, and you could really build on something with that, and they chose to not do it. That was the only moment of real heat in that match when those two were in there busting their behinds. Everyone worked hard. I'm not saying that, but you really got to see what Ruby's capable of doing. She's been good forever. Liv has gotten a lot better. Aside from Mandy Rose, you know, the, the, the white goddess falling in the rampway, there wasn't too much else to this thing. And I just think they made, the, they made a really bad call, and I think that you would have gotten a lot more out of Riot Squad versus Baszler and Jax than you did with Natalia and Tamina. Well, we can talk about Night 2 a little, a little bit later, but the crowd was over for Tamina. So no, they, they, to no, they totally enough, were. But, they, but, they totally were. They totally were. Yeah, but the, this was not a... Again, and I'm somebody who appreciates women's wrestling, and I'm somebody who, you know, I'm happy that they all got their wrestling main moment, but this was just not good on, on all parts. Even the announcers got, got a winner wrong at some point. Uh, saying that the Rise Squad was eliminated when they, in fact, were not. Um, a few botches and some mistimings. The match kind of, and that's, you know, part of the, 
issue of booking the tour or uh, tag team tournament match or gauntlet matches, right? Sometimes you just never get like any momentum going because everybody only has two, three minutes in the ring before somebody's eliminated. Um, only thing I'm going to add is I really like the team of Carmella and Billy Kay. It again uh, made put a smile on my face. Um, so hopefully they'll keep them close, keep them together for a little bit longer. Yes. And uh, finally, night one, the opening match of the evening, my pick of best match of the night. We had the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley with MVP defeating Drew McIntyre by technical submission for the WWE championship in 18 minutes and 20 seconds. And I want to say some things about this. Uh, I am actually very, very, it was, it was so, man, I'm telling you, you could feel the energy from that crowd. It was written all over Drew's face. And these guys, I was really happy for both of these individuals because they actually got to have the match that they should have had at a WrestleMania. Um, it was hard. And, and Drew said, we're going to have a hard hitting classic heavyweight, you know, title fight. And he was right. They, they did. In fact, that the crowd was super into Drew. Uh, the crowd was not into Lashley. He was the definite heel. They booed him. He played them up. He, you know, talked to them. And it was it was great. These guys opened up their playbook. They got to do a, it. Was, it was one of those things where, honestly, man, I was convinced that Lashley is eating this Claymore. And Drew was so jacked. I was like, man, Lashley eating this Claymore. But the almighty doing what he does best and dominating, dominating a babyface that has been virtually unstoppable uh, for the past year. Nobody has beaten uh, Drew that succinctly, not Orton, uh, certainly not The Miz, no, certainly not Roman. Roman needed, Roman was defeated. Roman was, your favorite wrestler was destroyed by Drew McIntyre. He had nothing for Drew. He, Drew had destroyed him. And then as, as per usual, Roman needed his entire family and the uncles too to come in and give your boy his much needed win. Uh, but uh, no, but Bobby Lashley did what no one else can do and just beat Drew pretty much straight up. Uh, yeah, uh, well, there was a little distraction. I think gave, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, well, sometimes but nothing you get caught up in the moment. You, yeah, you get caught, you get caught up. You, sometimes you got to say a name. Sometimes you got to say a name. You never said a name in the heat <laughs> before. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was excellent. I knew it would be your favorite match. It felt very old school. Uh, even, you know. Uh, your harms back to WCW main events, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, a little slow plotting the hits that, that look like they hurt. Like every yep. punch in the midsection looks like it cracks the rib. Mm -hmm. um, built around their two finishers, which is what yep. they should be. Like they, they have really built them up. They have built up Herlock as the uh, bigger, the, the, the most hurting, the most effective submission in all of WWE. They have brought up mm -hmm. Claymore as the most up there with RKO as like the most, uh, you know, can come out of nowhere and kind of, you know, finish the match. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Drew, I believe, escaped from the Herlock twice. And then the third time, just, you know, it looked like he was going to escape. They had a struggle. You know, you kind of well, like, ah, is he going to get that Hogan yeah. spot where he finally yeah. escapes? And, and nope. No, and well, it was it was the thing where Drew, where Bobby didn't have both hands locked mm -hmm. the first two times. And once he got them hands locked, I was like, oh, oh, my. Oh, my. to the point that even when they were like McIntyre's out, I was like, Wow. Why? Like it was like why? Because at this point I'm totally submerged and into the match, and then he's like, "Yo, McIntyre's out. Bobby Lashley has retained the title." Uh, so that was a really that was just I was very very happy for both those guys, especially considering the really great feud they had in Impact 
the fact that they got to do it now on a much bigger scale is something they both really deserved. And uh, to me, you know, they're both legit world champs. So I'm glad they got to have that. Did you skip skip a match from that one? It was on purpose. Um. Oh. Oh my God. You know what? <laughs> I mean, if you want to call it a match, I I'm sorry. It was better Guys, than I expected. I, when I watch, I give him I give him credit. When I watch pro wrestling, I think that I'm going to see something. I expect to see pro wrestlers. But in a, yes, um, uh, was uh, see, Mike, you can say it. I don't. Even, <laughs> I don't have this. The, I don't know what the in a match that was. I will say better than expected. Although, not, which doesn't not necessarily mean it was selling was not great. But I, I'll give him go as far as saying it was good. It was enjoyable. Um, which I, I did not expect it to be. Uh, Braun Strowman beat. Um. Shane McMahon, for everybody who was ever called stupid. So you're welcome, everybody. Um, and yeah, uh, it was silly. But again, I, I liked the, the the fact that they he was attacked with a chair early on. So you kind of had, okay, maybe Shane has an excuse. They still It was still a quick match, as it should have been. Uh, I give credit to Shane McMahon being a 50-year-old man, still sacrificing his body for our uh, sports entertainment. Whether you like him or not, you know, the, he's still doing coast-to-coast and flying from top of cages, which you got to take a toll on your body. Um, and overall, like I said, it was it was enjoyable, if not necessarily good. Um, so that's it. That's it. I just wanted to give him a quick – and it happened. So we have to cover it. So uh, Braun Strowman, 11 minutes – Took Braun Strowman 11 minutes, 25 seconds to beat Shane McMahon. He After beat, beat down with a couple of chips. He be beat Goldberg in under four minutes. Uh, so thus proving the point that if it takes him more than five minutes to beat Shane McMahon, he is in fact stupid. Because we knew there was chicanery that was going to be involved. But whatever no, that's happened. That's, it, 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 it won't it, be the way I would have booked it. It, but. Didn't, it didn't make Braun look any better. It didn't. No. The tearing open the case. It did. Oh, he's strong. We know this. It didn't help him. Uh, and Braun deserves more than that um but uh i i can appreciate the effort of all parties involved because they did work hard yeah so uh, overall i think night one of wrestlemania i think it looks like a mixed bag and i think every match either did better than expected or uh, or as good as expected um, yeah i, I, I yeah. thought i thought night one was still very good nothing about night one turned me off nothing mm-hmm. hurt nothing hurt me nothing wounded me uh, i could definitely uh, i always trust in the talent is going to do their very very best it did seem like with night one, it was like the WWE was trying to let the fans know. Now we, we are really happy to have you guys back, even if it's just for the weekend. So uh, with that so, in mind, let's start off from beginning at night two. Yes. Oh, you want so now you want to go in chronological order because we should. We actually should. Uh, we well, because should you said nothing hurt you on night one. Yeah. So, so I figured the only let's... natural transition is to talk yeah. about the Fiend versus Randy Orton from yeah. night two. Yeah. 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 So, so first, I already knew the fix was in. You have Randy Orton coming out in white. I said, that don't, that don't make no type sense. So he's coming out in new t- white trunks, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. That don't make sense. I don't hate it. I like it, but I can tell it's not going to feel good. They give The Fiend this amazing entrance. The entrance where the, the entrance, Jack in the box, the man. And again, by the, they open this thing up. He's, he's miraculously healed of all of his burns. And then I realized, oh, okay, he's like a supernatural demon Punisher-like character. I always knew he was supposed to be like a comic booky type of character, but I'm like, no, what type of supernatural entity are you? With The Undertaker, we understood what he was. With Kane, we understood what he was. With The Fiend, I'm like, okay, you're like a supernatural Punisher. All right, cool. I dig that. I'm here for it. 
um, you know, like, you know, Alexa Bliss is like your gadgets. Cool. It's whatever. Um, they do the thing. The Fiend is killing Randy Orton. Randy Orton is putting this over like a million bucks. And then about five minutes and 30 seconds, Alexa Bliss comes up look with black paint all on her face and, and, and thorns in her, in her, and in on her forehead and the fiend all of a sudden can't do anything. He's mesmerized. He, he reaches out, he reaches his hand out to her and she reaches his hand out to him from the Jack in the box. And he turns around and gets RKO'd and loses the match. So this man, this supernatural punisher demon thing, was burned alive a few months ago. Burned alive. Came back from being burned alive. Is miraculously healed of all of his wounds. And then loses to an RKO to Randy Orton. I want you people to know right now, if you like The Fiend, they hurt you. They wounded you. The Fiend is worthless. He looks stupid. And that is unfair to Bray Wyatt with all the work that he has done. Everything they've tried to do, how like honestly, I, I I believe I bet you this. I bet you it's this. We said, oh, he can't fuck up the fiend, and Vince said, watch me, and managed to fuck up Bray Wyatt yet again. You got to keep in mind. First, he got fucked over as uh, Husky Harris, then Bray Wyatt, then he lost to Goldberg in one of the worst matches in recorded history, came back from that, got burned alive, then to have this payoff view of Randy Orton where all the logic makes sense that he wins and he loses. Not only does he lose, he loses on one of the most stupid, he gets distracted. So not only is The Fiend worthless as a competitor, he's also dumb. He's dumber than Braun. So yeah. Yeah, no, this thing thing sucks. It I have sucked. no problem going this route, kind of, you know, having one split from the other. That always happens with tag teams. I just don't know why you do it now. Why you relaunch someone. You literally, like, you give, like, somebody a new launch, and then you 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 bury them instantly. I hate to, you know, you know overuse the, the word, but, um, yeah, it just it, this, it doesn't make sense. It feels this, like it's a punishment. It feels it, like it, yeah, yeah. because of his you know, disappointing Tyler Reign, which, again, is, is not fair. You know, there were no fans in the stands for his second kind of run with the title um or i guess for the the, the second one over the summer yeah, the second one, yeah. yeah it, it so I, I feel like they said well look we were we appreciate the work you did but you had two title runs neither one of them went well so now we're done with you and you neither know, one of them it, went well with for things that were not in, not in your well. control at no, all i agree this I agree. thing this thing fucking sucked at least when paul bearer turned on taker taker had like it was right when Taker was ascending. He got over. He still managed to get over on Mankind. He won the title. And then all this. So it's like, nah, it, it just stunk. It didn't do anyone any favors. And honestly, they're really, really lucky. And they're really, really fortunate that they, that crowds hadn't been allowed in over a year because mm-hmm. that couldn't even break the crowd spirit. Had the crowd been around for 365 days and seen that shit, it would have killed night two. I try not to be too brutal and hard on these things. That shit sucked. Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, and Bray Wyatt deserve better than the direction that that shit went in. Because yeah, especially after you fucked them up so much. Yeah, it stunk. It stunk. It was awful. It was worthless. Um, and and honestly, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. No one came out the better for it because you even noticed the next night on Raw, they didn't even talk. They Randy and the commentators didn't even mention the fact that he won. They just mm-hmm. said we got over. That's over with. That's done with. That's what that, everybody said. 
Same, yeah. same with Bray Wyatt. We were starting a new season and nothing before even happened. Don't worry about it. That shit sucked. Yep. No, uh, oh. no disagreement from my part. The, so night, then, the good news is the night kept getting progressively better. Yeah, it did. Um, it did. Thankfully, the people could not be deterred. So, okay. So going on to more brighter news. In the uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler defeated Natalia and Tamina for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match in 14 minutes and 20 seconds by technical submission. Um, yeah, I mean, I hey, the crowd was into Tamina. She got her moment. They had some near falls. It exceeded expectations. It exceeded expectations. You shouldn't have gone 14 minutes, but yeah, it was good for what it was. Um, I like the, again, uh, Natty is a constant professional, and, you know, I feel like it kind of, her and uh, Shanna kind of kept the uh, glue the match together, had, a, you know, some yep. good wrestling in the match. Um, it's still cool to see Tamina and Nia Jax now that they're presenting them as equals. Um, it was good for what it was. Yeah, yeah. It was it was solid and it was cool. And, and never forget, never forget, Tamina was over. That was going to be finally accomplished. Yeah, Tamina was over. She had her moment. She she had her moment and good for her uh, for that. And she worked and she worked her tail off in the moment. You know, she, she gave it everything she had. Um, next match is where I actually, I started to get to have fun. You had Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in nine minutes and 20 seconds. Um, this was just a, I mean, these two have wrestled each other hundreds of times, so it doesn't matter how long the match is. These two are going to make, again, it's like the Cesaro Seth Rollins effect. When it ends, it ends. You don't feel like it's too little. You don't feel like it's too much. Those two have just, they just know how to wrestle each other. They're not just good at wrestling. They are exceptionally good at wrestling each other. So that, that thing was, was excellent. You know, Sammy got to open up his playbook a little bit more again. Um, and even with that, they got to tell a lot of emotion within the story because with those two, there's always emotion. They started the match off hot pop-up power bomb, you know, and, and they were off to the races from there. It was, it was a good match. And afterward, Logan Paul took one of the better stunners in years. I know you disagree, but it's true. I don't like over uh, the, the stunner where you go over the shoulder. I like the stunner where you pop back up. Mm -hmm. just, that's just me, personal, personal aesthetic. Um, yeah, no, the biggest, uh, the only surprise of this match was uh, Logan Paul not being overly obnoxious. Um, as a matter of fact, I enjoyed his reactions. I enjoyed seeing him. He did not interfere. And then he was being a good sport, took a stunner. But that was the shocking. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being good in a 10-minute match is something that is I think everybody who knows anything about wrestling expected, and and they were, and I'm just like as you said, I'm happy to see Sami Zayn do some cool moves again. And that those two point. coming from where they come from got their WrestleMania moment together. That's pretty neat. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm sure they both like to, on some level, have it be for the title in the main event. But man, imagine being in there with your best friend and you know, and getting to really show the world what you can do in that amount of time. Um, up next, we had Sheamus defeating Riddle for the United States Championship in 10 minutes and 50 seconds with the coolest bro kick I have ever seen. <laughs> I, I, again, those two, those two are also another, like, again, that's just, they just had a really good pro wrestling match to me. Those, I could watch those two wrestle all the time and it's, it's hard hitting. It's intense. They, their styles are so diametrically opposed in some ways, but they mesh so perfectly and uh they gave it everything they they just they worked their tails off and i was really into it from start to finish 
I almost feel like a shameless metal truther because if people, this was like the match nobody was excited about. And I know most of it is because of the build. Sure. But I, I kept telling people, I'm like, yo, they had one of the best Raw matches I had mm-hmm. seen in the past year. Like, it's, it's yeah. still in my head. And how, yeah. how many matches you remember from Raw, period. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I knew you give them a bigger stage, they would do something cool. And they did with that finish. Um, yeah, man, again, Sheamus is one of the hardest hitting superstars. Metrilla is a legit UFC fighter. Um, and, so he, and, 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 uh, uh, from a professional level, he's a very good worker. Great worker. I know, you know, you can say what you will about the character and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, in between the rings, uh, in my opinion, he's, uh, one of, you know, I'm not gonna put him on the elite, elite, elite list, but he's one of the, one of the better wrestlers in the world. And, um, yeah, and I think he showed why I think the match absolutely delivered. And congrats to Sheamus, as we expected. You know, he has been eating a lot of pins, so it's nice for him to kind of get his reward via winner WrestleMania and via U.S. title. And again, hopefully, I hope it means that. And I think so far, once they took the title off Lashley, so far they've done a good job of still keeping the title relevant, uh, which I hope continues because with Sheamus as a heel, you get to put a lot of people in his face. Um, and that leads to Seamus working with a lot more people. So I think that's I a think good thing. M- maybe not the next week because, again, it's going to be a weird one. Like, because it's going to be one of those, uh, you know, you can make an argument for whoever wins, but then somebody has to lose. But eventually I would love to see him again and Damian Priest. Maybe that's how, uh, you know. We'll, we'll see how man. Priest goes. We'll see what yeah. happens with Priest, <laughs> you know. Like, that. hey, that'd be nice because Priest has a tremendous upside. Uh, but we'll see. And next up we had... Apollo Crews defeating Big E in a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship in six minutes and 50 seconds. I enjoyed the pageantry of everything leading up to the match. Uh, Big E is over like Rover. Um, They were super into Wale uh, and Wale doing the entrance for him. Um, You know, Apollo had all the heat Everyone knew who to hate. I loved Apollo's in-ring gear, just draped in Nigerian flag colors, very um, nationalistic. I I didn't like the setup of the of the of the you know the Congos and this and the canes, and it was very very hacky. And uh, obviously, to Vince, it's still 1986, and uh, we're still out here, you know, in huts to this man and and walking around naked we never did that but that's what he thinks um and and again i thought they had a fun little match i thought they like in terms of the no dq aspect they got that thing over like rover they both took great risks and uh biggie got properly screwed i mean i thought biggie like apollo missed that frog splash biggie smartly went right for the big ending hit that and i was like oh shit he's gonna retain and next thing you know nah man uh dabakato had uh, other things to say about it. The returning Dabakato, and uh, that was cool. First of all, Biggie, as I as I tweeted when I was watching, is just such a star. Yeah, you can is. tell. I mean, this his first kind of big entrance, uh, no pun intended, uh, since going solo. And you know, just watching it and watch how the crowd reacts and watching just how he's presented. The man has he's like one of the best promos already in the company. And on top of it, he just has charisma. He doesn't even have to say anything. It's almost unfair. Um, you, that being said, yeah, I like, I love them, man. I think uh, they knew they have five minutes. Yep. They should let's start off with these, <laughs> let's start off with these candle sticks. Uh, let's, you know, you smash me, and then let's boom, no, no rest holds. We're not, we're not doing anything. Just kind of, you know, balls to the wall for five minutes, uh, six minutes, as you mentioned, and then, um, 
Yeah, uh, a little bit upset that you had uh, an interference and a, and a quick match, but uh, it does make sense. It does make add a little bit to Apollo's presentation. And um, let's see what they do with him next. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, definitely. I think Biggie Biggie should be your next top babyface. I think he's the guy who should unseat Roman if Edge is not going to do it. Because um, I think he has the perfect one. I just think he's a better overall talent. Um, but he just he he connects with the crowd as a babyface that you need to usurp a tremendous heel, which Roman is. Uh, so yeah, uh, he could be the next big thing if they want it to be that way. Uh, next up, you have Rhea Ripley defeating Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship in 13 minutes and 30 seconds. And um, I thought it was a good match. I thought that, unfortunately, they really did a disservice to Asuka's title run. She just hadn't defended it all year. Um, so it was like April and she had finally defended it. She had, it's a real, it's a real, anytime they've given her the belt, man, they've always found ways to just sort of minimize it. This was probably the harshest example of that minimization and that as the top dog, she was second or third wheel to whatever else was going on. And this is even after the, the Bailey Sasha stuff, she was just second fiddle on a show that had no, had no one. I mean, she couldn't even go in there and just look dominant. Like they just didn't have time for it. So even putting her in the ring with Rhea, I'm glad it wasn't Charlotte. Thank goodness. But it just, I mean, it wasn't, she wasn't built up as this dominant, dominant champion. So we're just waiting for Rhea to win because they still got to make up for how they messed up Rhea last year. So it was, it was, it, it was a good match. They both worked very hard. The build should have been more because they should have been, at least the champion should have been presented appropriately. Yeah. And again, the fact that she was the third wheel in a Bailey Sasha feud, and that's kind of what's her biggest Im impact, or at least not her biggest feud that you remember. It kind of says everything he needs to say. She, there was really nothing. Um, and, and part of it is the, the, just how bad what the women's division has been kind of low key because um, obviously what Charlotte was involved with Lacey, like they had to be like, all right, defend against Lana, I guess, because we don't, who else are you going to fight here? Um, yeah, so a, a little disappointing. Um, and the match, uh, they're good. They're both really good. Um, never quite clicked, maybe, the way you, you were kind of hoping for. I think part of it is the fact that Rhea Ripley also hasn't wrestled this year. Um, yeah, there was there was no way they were going to click. I mean, so many things needed to happen. For one, both those women needed to have ring time. Two, the presentation. I mean, presentation helps with how things click. If, if, if Asuka was presented as this super dominant champion, True. That resonates with the art. They never did that. They just didn't do it. She just had the belt and ha hadn't defended it. So, yeah. Well, again, hopefully, um, I hope Rears. I hope I. They need to bring somebody else to to, to challenge her. But who do you even bring in? Do, do you bring? Eo oh, you already you already know who they brought in. You already know who they brought oh, in. Right. Y'all's yeah, favorite. Right. Yeah, y'all's yeah. favorite. Y'all. We'll, I we'll, we'll talk so about it in a few guys. minutes. Yeah, we will. Okay. And in the main event of night two of WrestleMania, you have Roman Reigns with Jay Uso and Paul Heyman defeating Edge and Daniel Bryan in 21 minutes and 40 seconds. Of course, all triple threat matches in WWE are no disqualification for some reason. I thought that this was a very good match. I enjoyed the match. Um, I enjoyed every aspect of it. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, Roman had like it was perfect they both basically killed roman they just were beating the shit out of him which is very important that you know over the character of roman reigns this is an entitled guy 
and he's entitled in his WWE's fault because they have shoved him down the throats of the audience when the audience did not want him. And he knows this, but he's been shoved down their throats so much to the point that he actually believes it. And they're going to keep on shoving him down their throats. And he's, he's entitled. He believes he's entitled to be there. So since he believes he's entitled to be there, when the rubber meets the road, he's a tough, tough man. He's serious business. But against the tougher guys, the harder guys who have had to work harder, like Daniel Bryan, like Edge, who've had to overcome more, and they're just tougher men, they get beaten up by this guy. Or, or they beat him up, rather, because at the core, he's not tough like them. Like, same thing with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens had a harder go of it. Kevin Owens had to work a little harder to get to those spots. And while Roman is the poster boy for everything that Vince McMahon wants, he's not that tough. He's not Kevin Owens tough. He's not crazy white boy Canada tough. So oh, is he, though? Didn't he huh? show you that he is? Didn't he show you that he's willing to go as far as Edge? And look, if I have to concuss and concerto a man who is this close to retirement and, and, and his career, potentially, to get this title, I will do it. So no, what I, you so just yeah. did to Daniel Bryan, I will yeah. do to you. No, no, that's fine. But I can't do it on my own. I'm not because I'm not tough. I'm not I'm not I'm not tough in that way to overcome on my own. I can't really overcome on my own. And again, this match was great. Rome, everybody looked great. Roman looked great. There were moments where he looked like an absolute killer. But when the rubber met the road, he powerbombed Daniel Bryan through the table. That was excellent. The announce table. And then he immediately gets speared through hell by Edge. Then all of a sudden he's about to tap out to Daniel Bryan and the yes lock, uh, you know, Brian or Edge interferes. Edge gets the yes lock on him with part of the chair that was still hanging there. And then you can tell he's about to tap. Daniel Bryan prevents him from tapping and then puts him in the yes lock as well with the other arm. And those two proceed to headbutt each other. A little bit more melee happens. Edge hits the spear. It's over for your boy. Because at the core, he not strong like that. He not man enough yet. One, two, and again, Daniel Bryan screws Edge out of winning the title. And then when Edge has them both licked, who comes back in once again? The man who stuck his nose in the first 20 seconds of the match, Jay Uso, because it was over for Roman. Once again, it was over for him. And Roman was able to capitalize on that opportunity, give a concerto to Edge after he had just concerto Daniel Bryan and pinned them both. I would say, though, since uh, Edge was pinning Daniel first, um, he actually had the first initial contact of dominant position. Therefore, he should be champion. But it's at the referee's discretion. Charles Robinson <laughs> makes the judgment call and everything. I thought it was I thought it was excellent. And um, everyone came out looking great. Yeah, not much to add, I think. Um, it's weird that WWE, of all the promotions, um, including NXT, really, I think WWE kind of has mastered the triple threat. When you look at the, all the weirdly, like, the best triple threats of the past couple of years, or over the past decade plus, it's all come from WWE, whether it's yeah. WrestleMania 20 main event, whether it's WrestleMania 30 main event, whether it's my personal favorite triple threat ever from the Royal Rumble 2015 with John Cena, Seth Rollins, and Brock Lesnar. Or this match, which is in the, it's right up there with the, the matches I just mentioned. I really do believe that. Uh, just an excellent story told with excellent athletes, excellent moves. I mean, the double spear, uh, which I've never seen before, and I believe neither have you, was nope. incredible. Um, yeah, it kind of is the type of match that kept you on the edge of your seat. And again, from the second night in a row, 
the main event was the best match on the show, which is so rare, especially for Mania. Um, and honestly, maybe one of the best Mania, it could be the best WrestleMania main event in the past 10 years. I, mean, I, 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 I thought about that. I still like WrestleMania 30 better, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I still like Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton and Batista um, because of just the arc of it, the match in and of itself. Everyone was so wildly behind Daniel, and it was great. It was a great match, um, and it had all those plots. of It had enough riffraff and chicanery in there. But to go along with your point, yeah, WWE, they've gotten the triple threat pretty down pat. I think after Vengeance 2000. Three, I think it was, or 2002, when it was um, The Rock versus The Undertaker versus Kurt Angle for the Undisputed title. I remember watching that, and uh, Triple Threats had already been a thing. I remember watching that and being like, that's the best Triple Threat match I've ever seen. And from there, they've just built on that blueprint. But to anybody, you know, watch that Triple Threat match, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is like the Savage Steamboat of the, of the WWE Triple Threat matches. But I thought I thought it was really, really excellent. It keeps Roman uh, hot. The crowd hated Roman appropriately this time, which was great. So it keeps him over like Rover in that regard. Edge has legitimate gripes. He has legitimate frustrations. Uh, No one should be more upset than Edge because Edge had the match won multiple times. And he was this is exactly what he was talking about. This is exactly what he was talking about from the very beginning because he knew why this guy doesn't deserve to be here. You're trying to take my moment at the course. Like that's one more person that I have to, that, that's one more obstacle when he knew I can beat this guy. I can beat this guy. It's not a question. It's not a matter of, that's why if you notice when you see those two talking, he's never really pressed about Roman. Even when Roman, when they first met after Roman won the Rumble and Roman was like, acknowledge me. And Edge said, dude, I'm already in your head. He's never, he has never been pressed. Look at any, he just goes into the head of the table's uh, uh, dressing room. And he's like, he's like, he's like, you got a lot of guts coming in here. And it's just like, yeah, bro, whatever. We got to talk. Like, because he's not pressed about your boy. Your boy ain't strong yet. I think so uh, no uh, let me say this. I do not want to see Edge or Daniel Bryan on this SmackDown. They just got concerto. You gotta sell that. That's the one that was. So but here's, here's where I would here's where I would disagree. Because and here's the one thing I did not like about the main event was the ending. Uh Roman Reigns had taken all that punishment and didn't sell a goddamn thing. He was there jaw jacking to the crowd. He sold with the submission. He looked no, like his eyes were going to pop out. No, I, no, I'm talking about after the match, though. Oh, okay, okay. So when you when the match is done, your music is playing. You've gone over. You're just, he's just flexing his abs, Jack. You, you the man, acknowledge me, bro. You just got your head concussed, your ribs destroyed. You have been like all this stuff, and now you're just okay. I thought that was weak sauce That's fair. because you can get, you can still jaw jack the crowd. Hold the fucking rib, hold the rib, bro. Hold the rib while you talk to the people I've seen it done. And I'm only saying do it. Cause I've seen it done many times where the heel still gets over and they get their shit in while doing that. So no, if he can bounce back from all that shit, they can come back just fine. Now, and will what, they? I don't know, but they should, because if he can stand up like nothing happened after all that, then you know what? I better be able to see them in, in six days. Yeah. Um, I, I need Daniel Bryan needs to stop with the head offense. I never want to see him. He's got to stop doing head butts, man. That 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 shit scares me a yeah, lot. He's every well, time he's I see he's it. Almost, well, he's almost done. So hopefully, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, but yeah, 
the only thing, yeah, I, I thought again, great WrestleMania, great uh, for two nights. Um, main event is so important, such a large component of it. Um, so the, with both main events delivering, I think you can pretty much say WrestleMania delivered. Everybody, I says night one was great. I thought they, they were. It's a, it's a toss up personally. I understand why people like night one so much better. I think because on the on the on paper, night one looked like it was going to be hit and miss, and uh, again it over delivering. Night two looked good, and I think it ended up being good. So I think with you know uh, the fiend booking being again, I, I still thought the tag team tournament was the worst thing on WrestleMania. As far as that's just like so, watching it, so, as far as that's watching so it, terrible. That's but, terrible. But I, I, as booking wise and expectations and with all the efforts they put into the fiend, the Randy Orton storyline, I can see why people would enjoy watching it the least. Yeah, I thought they were both great nights. I thought night one was just uh, better. I thought I enjoyed the matches more. Um, I thought it had a stronger opening and it had a stronger. Uh, story arc with the closing and it closed again Vince is all here's one of the rules of Vince that kind of sometimes works leave him going home happy and he did that night one and he made the choice to not do that night two but it was to serve a purpose and that's fine it was still a great match but to say that I was happy that Roman won no because I was in the moment and Roman is an entitled weak man that's who he is I know you love him you guys oh my god it's the most compelling this is like he's the you guys like Roman Reigns is like the most interesting wrestler. You guys, are you stupid? <laughs> this guy like it's like <laughs> the first time he's ever been interesting. And you are like, ah, Roman, no, your boy not strong yet. And that's how I feel when I watch him. So there you go. Um, we um, we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah. We no, I'm not going to lie. Am I a little behind the scenes? Uh, I was going to I want to record this on Tuesday because I thought we would get get a chance to react to everything that happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, the night after WrestleMania, always something happens. And then this year, nothing really happened. Um, you're your favorite. Charlotte came back and did one of her famous. I'm the best bow to me promo so now she's interjected herself back in the main event i know how much y'all love charlotte and that'll be really good and interesting drew mcintyre defeated braun Strowman and randy orton in a triple threat to once again meet bobby lashley at wrestlemania backlash he was attacked by mace windu and t-rex t-bone of the form of whatever whatever their names are they used to be in the the name of inspiration they were in that group and so now you have drew mcintyre who's got to get through t-rex t-bone and Mace Windu of inspiration to get to Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania uh, Backlash. Yeah, uh, it kind of just exposed uh, a few things I'm worried about with Monday Night Raw, specifically the <laughs> fact that I don't think there is there anybody else they can even put in, a, in, the, in the main event uh, category where the top two are so clearly Juan and, uh, and Bobby. Um, no, I, I, th- I, think, I think Keith having his whatever medical issue he had has kind of hurt things a lot. And I think it's kind of hard right now for them to fast track people. And unfortunately, they gave away Sheamus versus Bobby for free, but Sheamus was already a heel. So they, they are in a tough spot. So WrestleMania backlash, if it goes back to Drew, don't be surprised because there's really no one for Bobby to go against. Yeah, would not be surprised. Um, but yeah, Charlotte is back. Um, I thought she got a good promo, but nothing unusual. Again, it's weird. It weirdly it split the crowd. Some people absolutely hate it. Some people it's are the same uh, shit. It's, it's it's a little bit better because it's now not she even acknowledges, it's honestly, let me, it's not let me even, finish it because she acknowledges the the internet hate of her and all the things that people say about her and the fact that yes she is the push I am the opportunity like she now she's doing 
a little bit more of a wink and a nod, a little bit more of a works promo style. It's not a great difference, but just a little bit of, uh, okay, we start off as I'm just genetically better than all of you because I'm a flair, to I'm a queen, to now I am the opportunity. I am I have the one who is gets the spotlight around here, so to speak. It's a slight tweak. It's not a big deal. I thought it was a good promo. Nothing to get upset about. Nothing to get to rave about either. It's the same shit. Just going to get shoved down your throats again. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, literally, with, literally, with literally no character development. And then at some point, she's going to get the title. Probably going to make she's going to make one of them tap. You know, she's going to make Oscar tap. You know, she's probably going to make Rhea tap again because Vince think that that's the move. Um, and 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 that's just going to be what it is again. And this is I'm talking about the character, not the individual. There's no there's nothing there. There just isn't anything there. So, again, you can be Ric Flair's daughter. And that's all fine, well and good. But you Ric Flair's daughter, you're not Ric Flair. So there's no real character development with her. Um, the, her in-ring work will be fine. That's not in question. Uh, the promo was the same shit that I've heard from her before. It's just that this time she like laughed a bit more. So I don't think there's anything really to it. Uh, the fact that you can put words together in a coherent statement, if that is what makes a good promo these days, then fine. Um, be happy with it, I guess. Viking, Viking Raiders came back. They will probably face Miz and John Morrison as they break up. I'm excited to see what John Morrison can do on his own. I'm excited that Miz is back with Maurice. Uh, somehow that's kind of when the Miz is at his best. Viking Raiders will hopefully provide uh, depth to the tax division on Raw. Uh, you, know what, have- you know what? You know what needs to happen? Well, I can't remember the what. They need to stop doing the cartwheel. There's no need to cartwheel. You're a big guy. You don't have to do that. That's true. If you're going to call yourself a Viking, you don't see Vikings cartwheeling. You're not. It, it, it gets the, I get it gets the crowd over, but that's not who you are. You're supposed to be a badass. badass and I already know. Cartwheel. I know you. I know you're athletic. I already. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Do it. Do athletic moves that actually make sense, ladies and gentlemen. We have to get out of here. We have to get some sleep. Uh, we have to. Some of us. We have to. You know, spend some time with our uh, wives and and whatnot. Um, I want to I want to end on one question. This is to the audience really quickly. Audience, if you're listening, please give me this. I have a question for you. The hurt business broke up. Can you give me one positive impact of them separating to those who listen? Please find us on Twitter. And, and, and if you ha- if you do think that there is one, if you don't think there's one, that's fine. But if you think that there is a positive impact of the hurt business breaking up, Please contact contact us on Twitter uh, and and let us know what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back with another podcast on Sunday. Um, and yeah, hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you enjoyed WrestleMania. Have a good one.